for all NBA for all NBA warriors. You are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? This is Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Natalie and the Warriors. Every other game ruined my buzz. <laughs> they ruined my vibes. They are not enjoyable. And um, I don't appreciate it, Justin. I don't appreciate it. We've launched Golden Spaces, and they are messing up our podcast. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, they have to take into consideration that we want only good vibes on this podcast, so they should only win games, right? Or just only provide good, good vibes. I mean, they how hard is that to do? Apparently, it's extremely hard for them, especially when they play games not at home. Um, and that, yeah. now, like, it's really getting bizarre because it's like, I really never considered them a team that, like, can't win at home, right? But, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I mean, on the road. But, like, that's. But the, so it's not, not just like, okay, well, they're on the road, but there's just a difference in things that happen on the court when they're on the road. And I get it that the Bucks are a contender, one of the best teams in the league. They're also a well-oiled machine. You know, they're a well-oiled mm-hmm. machine. Sorry about that. Um so yeah, they're a well-oiled machine, and the Warriors are not a well-oiled machine. I mean, the core, the starting five is, but the Bucks are not. <laughs> I mean, but the Warriors are not, the Bucks are. And so they just looked. This was the first time I watched them. And it wasn't just like I watched and I'm like, oh, well, yes, like I was mad at Jermichael Green. I was mad at certain things, but they just looked. They just looked inferior, <laughs> you know, like the Bucks length was bothering them. They were tuned in on defense. They just, um, the Warriors looked inferior, you know, and I hate to say that about them, but they did. Now that doesn't mean that I think that they can't ever beat the Bucks. Last year we got blown out by the Bucks or they did rather. I'm not on the team, but they got blown out by the Bucks, and then the Bucks came to chase and they won. Right. So they, they have this history a little bit of getting blown out in Milwaukee, but I just feel like if this isn't a clear message to the front office that they need to get like another guy in there, then like what what will be? Yeah, I think I think they knew that before they, they even played this game. It just made it much more obvious when you play a team like Milwaukee who's best players are all front court players, right? At this point, Middleton is like a three. You know, and then you got obviously Giannis, Brooke, and and Bobby Portis, who all provide unique skill sets, and it's just tough to match up with that team when you don't have a fortified front court, right? You just essentially have Dre and Loon there, who are already undersized bigs, quote unquote, especially compared to those to their front line, trying to stop these dudes. One of them or both of them go out of the game, and it's over. Like um, JMG came into the game, and it. It reminded me of the Miami game, I think, in Miami, where the Warriors were winning handily, even though they weren't beating the Bucks handily this game. But the, the Warriors starters were essentially up, and they had control of the game. And then James came in, James Wiseman came in, 
and the Heat got like 15 straight points. <laughs> it felt like that when JMG got in the game. It was just a terrible stretch. He couldn't get a stop. They picked on him every single play down the court. Um, and then the Bucks just kind of never looked back from there. But overall, I think the game, I think shot making, if the shot making is a little bit better for Golden State, then the game goes differently. Um, they got some good looks, even though a few of them were bad in like four shots. But I think for the most part, they got some good looks against that drop coverage. Um, and the Bucks got hot and hit a few shots that, you know, are, are tough to, you know, you got to tip your hat, right? Like Giannis didn't make any jump shots, but Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez hit some stuff that that's just tough to, to deal with. So overall, um, it's just, I mean, this is one of those losses you, you can walk away from like, all right, whatever. It's a, like you said, it's a contending team and they played the better tonight, but over the course of the season, we feel confident that we got a good chance to, to beat anybody in a series. But, you know, you dig yourself into a hole where you lose a game and you're now back at 500. That's what makes it so much more frustrating. I don't feel confident that – and look, I know there were some things that just didn't go the Warriors' way. But I don't feel confident, like, even if they had Andrew Wiggins, that they could beat the Bucks in a seven-game series without making a roster change. Mm -hmm. I feel that way about Boston and not just because we won, but I think, I think the length of the bucks really bothers them. And not like, I know like someone like Steph can figure out how to navigate around them, but like, it just made to me the rest of the team, they were all just like settling for shots and maybe, maybe they couldn't have gotten to the rim. Maybe like Brooke and, you know, Giannis, whoever, everyone was like too much of a deterrent for them. But I don't know. I think that I don't I think I I don't know what the answer is, Justin, but I feel like and they may not see the box, but I think they have to be prepared that that's a team that they could see, right? And so um like I I don't love the fact that like they're they're thin in the front court like their bench, but and I don't know, maybe I'm overreacting. I don't think I tend to overreact, but I'm like, they need to, they need to like get someone on the roster. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think you're overreacting at all. I think similar to Boston, the Bucks defense is a defense that gives the Warriors like movement system some issues, right? Um, because with the Bucks, they shut off the paint. They shut off all layups. You got Giannis down there. You got Brooke Lopez down there and you got aggressive, strong guards, um, in their backcourt that push you off of the line when you're even when you're running the high screen they're just getting over those screens really really hard and forcing you into that help at the rim and with boston they just have a bunch of length and a bunch of wings that can stay in front of you so they switch everything and it makes it really tough to run those off ball actions but the answer to that against boston was okay steph is going to get going against anybody right and then we feel pretty confident that we're going to be able to stop your main guy and he's not going to be able to equal what Steph brings. So we're just going to beat you because Steph is better than your guy, way better than your guy. Whereas with the Bucs, it's like, I mean, Giannis is Giannis, right? So we can say Steph is better than Giannis, and he might be, probably is. But Giannis is close enough to him and is capable of outplaying anybody to the point where you can't just say, oh, well, yeah, our guy is just going to be better than your guy, and that's how we're going to win. You have to have a better team um, against Milwaukee to beat them. So – yeah, like you said, we gotta they gotta get another guy in there, preferably a front court guy that can shoot, because then it allows um, 
more more lineup variability. And we we've been beating the same drum for the entire season at this point. Fill Anthony Lamb's spot with a better player, a bigger a bigger body, somebody that can actually protect the rim and guard bigs. Um, and they'll be in a much better spot. And then obviously everything that Andrew brings would add an entirely different dynamic to any matchup. But I think the next time that they see Milwaukee outside of when they play in the chase, if they have Andrew back and they have that front court player who can fill that auto role, just be a big body that rebounds, plays big, and can shoot and stretch the floor, then I think they're in a much, much better place to be able to compete with Milwaukee and beat them. Yeah, I agree. I was so disgusted by so many things, Justin. I'm trying to like uplift the vibes, but I was like really, you know, Anthony Lamb is useless. I don't know why he gets on the court. Jermichael Green is probably more useless than him. Six fouls and like how much time did he even play on the court? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to see him play another game for the Warriors, to be honest. Just DNP him until you can get him off the roster. Uh, his value is... He has no value at this point, so I don't know what you'd get back. Maybe some, maybe he'll be like a salary matching piece of a trade or something. But it's not like he doesn't even fit the system. He's just not good. Like, <laughs> you know yeah, right. Like, he's he just, he's just not good. Yeah, he understands how to play with the Warriors. He's just not good. That's literally it. And it's it's sad. He getting wide open shots. He can barely hit a three. I think he's shooting like sixteen percent from three this season or something. But he's also doing, like, really stupid things, too. Like, that pass was in the third or fourth quarter. That who is, I don't remember who he was trying to pass to, but he was trying to, like, throw it over, and he was just, like, so casual with oh, it. Oh, yeah. He tried like, to throw the, the Dante with that? the wrong Yeah, little stuff like that. Like, like that, that kind of shit annoys me. Like, why did you think that was going to work? <laughs> why? And if you're going to pass to that, like, who was he trying to pass to? And he was trying to pass over because it wasn't. It was Dante. I just, it was down to David Chandler. Like, I yeah, wanted to throw like something at my TV screen. Like, I was so fucking annoyed. And then it's like, Anthony Lamb, you make a fucking defensive stop or steal, and then you don't know how to fucking pass the ball, you know? Or, like, when Steph tried to, get like, throw him that ball and transition, pass it to him, and he was, like, speeding down the court. And he couldn't finish that fucking play. I'm like, what is this guy? He is useless. Like, great. You get the stop and then you try to pass it in transition and like they steal it because like you don't know where to pass it or what to do. And your passes suck. Like, I I don't like either one of them, Justin. Yeah. Our, our, this might be the worst front court group that they've had in like the last, I don't know how many years. Uh, I mean, other than the 2020 season, but like, Shit, I would rather have Juan and, Mar- and Marquise Chris back than fucking um, right. JMG. You know what I mean? Like, it's bad. It's bad. They need some front and court And Dante help. out there busting his ass, rolling all over the yeah. floor, hustling, trying to bring some yep. energy. And, like, and then, like, Jordan Poole, like, his decision-making from game to game, I, like, just dribbling into trap. Like, where the fuck are you going, Jordan? Where are you yeah. going? This is a game hopefully he can learn from because, yeah, he just made a bad, a bunch of bad decisions and they need him to take a step forward and, you know, be somebody that they can rely on to generate offense out of the pick and roll, out of these split actions where he's a ball handler um, because Steph is the only guy that they can rely on to do that right now. Um, 
yeah, he also he just got to make shots. Like, he's had so many open looks that he's just bricking. They played drop all night against him, and he didn't get the Steph coverage. He got the, we're going to give you that midi pull-up, and he just was bricking it. And it's like, bro, you need to hit that. Like, you got to hit that. Um, other than the times where Brooke was just blocking people's shot, he had a few layups at the rim that he just didn't make. Um, and what, part of what made him so special last year is he was shooting like 60 plus percent at the rim. Like he got to get back to that and he has to be able to have a respectable pull up mid range or pull up three, um, for his offensive impact to, to be felt, you know, and it hasn't been there consistently this season at all. What were your thoughts on Kaminga this game? Like it was sort of like mixed results to me, um, because he had a few moments, but he also... Like, in general, because I don't want to, like, single him out and pick on him because the whole fucking team, they were complaining a lot. And a lot of it was warranted and it was valid. So I'm not going to say that it wasn't. But then it just started became, like, too much. I don't know. I was just like, all right, all right. What, like, what the hell? But, like, he, you know, because, like, he obviously is going to learn from them. Like, right, he's watching his vets. But, like, some of the stuff he was complaining about, I'm like, bro, you did just foul this person. Like, what like, What are we doing? Like, everything. And I don't want to be, because I'm not like, you know, Van Gundy. And I'm not saying that there were no fouls. But he's like, oh, you know. And like, like even when he missed the dunk, like, he like seemed like, I don't know. Maybe he was like frustration, but it looked like he was like, like yelled at the ref or like said something. I'm like, bro, like you just missed the fucking dunk. Like, no one, <laughs> like, maybe I missed it yeah. that someone pushed you, but I didn't see it. So I just, you know, I just like, I don't know. It could have just been this game, but like, I just, I don't know. I don't want him to get into a habit of like, I mean, I know Draymond is in the ref space about every play sometimes too, but that also annoys me sometimes too. So I don't know what the right balance is, you know, or maybe that's what he needs to do to get the refs to kind of be on his side. So maybe that's part of it and I'm wrong, but I just watching it was annoying. Yeah. Um, I'm not like too bothered by it unless you like pick up text and stuff like that. But I think the tech he picked up the game was kind of out of reach at that point. So I wasn't really tripping off that. He's just, that's the type of guy he is. Like it feeds into what we were talking about last, uh, last episode about how competitive they are. Um, and some people express that competitive nature differently, right? Like Steph, Steph and Clay usually don't get into it with the refs. Like they'll make a face here now and then, but unless it's something crazy like what Steph was going through tonight where he's getting hit in the head, no calls, and people coming under him, no calls. And, you know, he's smart about it. He knows, like, when to, you know, get into the ref's face and stuff like that. But guys like Jordan, guys like Draymond, Kaminga, they're very much like, if I don't get a call, I'm going to yell at the ref. I'm going to, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's just their personality. Um, so I don't, I don't have too big of an issue with it. Like, if it's something consistent, and they're consistently picking up text every single game or, like, picking up text in big moments like Dre used to, then it's like, all right, relax. But, I mean, if, as far as his game overall, I think he tried to go out there and play with energy. It was just – it just wasn't the Warriors' night. Um, he got a bunch of fouls. I thought a few of those fouls weren't actually fouls, right? Like, the Bucks are a bruising team, right? Giannis is going to try to run you over and dunk on you and stuff like that. And if you hold your ground against them, they're going to call a foul. On you. So it's a tough, tough situation to be in. Um, and, you know, it is, it is what it is. There were a few plays where that he could have did a better job like that dunk. He could have just finished it. I think someone smacked the ball out of his hand and it went out of bounds and he thought they were going to keep the ball with Golden State and they didn't. That's why he got mad about it. 
But uh, other other than that, I think he did an okay job. Like, can't really complain about what he was what he was doing. I think the the big the players that definitely could have had a much better impact was Jordan, Clay, obviously Steph. Kind of started off slow, but I think that was a product of how Milwaukee was defending him. And just JMG just killed him in his minutes. He just absolutely destroyed the Warriors in his minutes. So, yeah, on to the next one. Hopefully they every everybody plays in Indiana and they don't have, like, well, maybe Clay won't, but hopefully mostly everybody plays in Indiana and they take that game serious because it's time to salvage <laughs> the rest of this road trip. Um, we started off with an L. Hopefully it doesn't end up like that first one. Because then you'll be in a huge, huge hole at that point. People are responding to me, like to my tweets, like from earlier during the game. And, you know, because I have a couple of lamb is useless tweets and they're like, not as useless as Jermichael Green. So fucking what? Like, do you get a prize for being not as useless? If you're both useless, who cares? It's not like I was praising Jermichael Green. I just like don't understand that. Not as bad as him. So? (laughs) Like, who cares? They're both bad. And one has charges again or like accusations against him. So it makes it even more bewildering why he's on the team. So, like, what are we doing? Not as useless <laughs> as Jermichael Green. Whatever. Anyway, um, they're both useless. They both need to go. I'm not advocating for one over the other. Like, <laughs> I want them both like right. not playing and gone, you know? Um, I mean, at this point, I'm fucking ready to try, you know, PBJ. Like, I just <laughs> God, mm. I want them yeah. gone. Um, and Steph, you know, with that tonight and Kerr getting all worked up, I mean, I feel like it's about time. I mean, I think some of that is about sending a message to the league, right? Like, you can't keep this up. I'm not watching the pressers. So I don't know, like, what they're going to say about it. But, I mean, like, because we're always like, Kerr needs to kind of take the fine for Steph at some point, you know? So... Because, like, this is crazy. It can't keep going on like this. Like, they make y'all the most fucking money in the league. Like, you can't just keep letting him get hit. Because you're going to do that shit, and God forbid, obviously, I don't want anything to happen to him. But then if he gets injured, then what? You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to protect the superstars. You got to protect all players. But, like, do you really want to protect the guy that brings you all the, like, not protect the guy who brings all these ratings and money to you? I don't get it. I don't comprehend it. Yeah, I mean, definitely just feels like there's some type of hidden agenda type of deal with the Warriors where they're like, if it's a 50-50 call or something, like, we are not giving them the call. Like, they they're going to have to really turn the floor Like, that at that point? Like, that's not even a 50-50. Like, he just, like, jumped and fell like that for no reason. Like, come on. Yeah, shit's Somebody crazy. Somebody's suspect as fuck, Justin. Excuse my language. Yeah. I mean, y'all know nah, I you good. but like, come on. <laughs> they got to get it together. They got to get it together. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they could do a better job themselves of putting pressure on the refs to call fouls for them outside of, you know, obviously Steph gets fouled on pretty much every three he shoots unless it's like wide open. But as far as getting to the rim, going up strong, drawing contact, trying to get fouls that way. I think a lot of times they'll get to the rim and just don't feel confident that they'll be able to finish the layup. So they'll just pass it out. It's like, ah, that's a good opportunity right there to 
puts some pressure on the refs to get to get you to the free throw line, right? And that can get you guys getting the rhythm. So um, definitely miss Wiggins in that regard because we all know Wiggins is not scared to go up in traffic. Um, you know, some people might want him to dunk the ball a little bit more on people, but as far as just rim attempts, he he gets them up when he's cutting. So same thing with Kaminga, right? And he, that's another thing with Kaminga's game today. He he made a concerted effort to get to the rim, right? He did shoot a few threes, but when guys were sagging off, he did his best Giannis impression, ate up the space and just tried to get a lane to get by him and go up. Um, and, yeah, that's what he has to continue to do, even against these teams with these uh, amazing rim protectors. He can get him in foul trouble and just, you know, because he can jump over guys, so he can put some pressure on the rim and open it up for the rest of his team. Yeah, I mean, but that's one of the things I always said I liked about Kaminga, just the fact that, like, he can draw fouls very easily. That's why we needed him. I had said, what, like, 80? You were like, eh, that's a little high. But, like, to convert somewhere in the 70s, right? Yeah. Yeah, just hit three out of four, and that'd be good. Um, yeah, they got to test them all night. Indiana, with their guys, probably. Well, I mean, so that's why it seemed like Kerr just, like, waved the white flag early, um, I imagine. Um, so it's good to know that they're going to be playing tomorrow night. Because I said, like, look, at this trip, like, at some point, y'all just got to start playing back-to-back. You can't keep up this this shit with. <laughs> You're not playing games. So, um, all right. We've talked about this game as much as we can because it's bullshit. Um I don't know, y'all. We'll be back. I don't even know what we're gonna talk about, but we're gonna get it together. We're gonna we're gonna in the next segment uplift the vibes. All right. So you're tuned into Golden Spaces with Nat and Justin. We'll be right back. For all NBA, for all NBA warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Nat and Justin. What up? We're back. Golden Spaces, Odyssey Original Podcast. It's Nat and Justin. Um, so some teams helped us out tonight, Justin. The Suns lost. The Kings lost. So instead of the Warriors winning so they could make gains in the West, they didn't do that. But at least teams that could have also made gains and created separation between us did not. So the landscape of the West is still kind of looking the same. And we're looking to see how the um, Utah Jazz Pelicans game plays out. I know you're a little, a little like you would prefer that the Jazz lose, but I'm, I'm okay with the Pelicans losing because ultimately I think the Jazz at some point are just going to like, you know, at some point, like they're going to stop competing for that's real. A, that's a good point. That is a good point. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, the the Suns lost, like you said, so they're now only two games ahead of the Warriors. And yeah, I mean the Trailblazers are a game and a half. The Warriors can go, like I said, the Warriors can go on a run, and I think they will go on a run at some point because they do have that long home stretch, and uh, hopefully they end up making a trade or just adding a player that can really fortify their front court, and they'll go on a run where they win like. 14 out of 20, 15 out of 20. And that'll, you know, obviously have them jump way up in the standings. And they should they should finish with a top three seed because none of these teams are really creating a lot of separation because none of these teams are really, really that good. Denver's defense sucks. 
The Grizzlies are a, a nice regular season machine. Um, but Bain is out for at least another month. Uh, they've won six in a row, though, which is great. The Pelicans have won seven in a row. Two young, athletic, deep teams that just probably going to keep winning games. But everybody else, they either old, can't defend, or just kind of like got a fake record up to this point. So I think the Warriors can definitely make a run for it. Um, the Clippers potentially can make a run too, but who knows if Kawhi and Paul George will be able to play two weeks straight of basketball without some type of injury. Uh, so even despite the season going the way it's going so far, it's still a big opportunity for them to, you know, right the ship and get to where they need to be in the standing so they can have good position going into the playoffs because home court does matter. It does matter. Um, Say it again, Justin. Say it again. <laughs> home court does matter. Theoretically, if you are a third seed and you're playing a favorable matchup in the first round, you ended in five games, you go to the next round, you want to see, obviously, a higher seed. You may end at five or six games or whatever. And maybe like last year, the four seed beats the one seed, you know, and you end up having home court in, in the conference finals again. They won that in five games. So imagine if you have had to play two more games leading up to the finals against Boston. Maybe somebody else gets hurt. Maybe, you know, anything could have happened in that span. So the the, the less games you get to play in the playoffs, the better. Um, so home court advantage absolutely does matter. So they trying to they should be aiming for a top three seed in the West. And if, if if there's a point where they can catch one of those East teams, Boston or Milwaukee, they should definitely go for that as well. Uh, but it starts with you know just getting more depth on the team in the front court, especially. I haven't been enjoying the Warriors this season. Because there's one good game, then one bad game, or even if they win a game, sometimes it's frustrating. It's just, it's not enjoyable to watch. And I can't remember if we had this conversation on the podcast or like on the podcast when we weren't recording, but I'm trying to remember the last time I just like enjoyed a season watching the Warriors. And it's not because I'm one of these fans who thinks that they have to win every game, but like just the the inconsistency of it all in a year that they shouldn't be inconsistent, but it's just like, bro, when's the last time I just got to watch this team and not be annoyed. And I, I like, I think it's like early Katie years. Cause I like by them, like oh, third yeah. years, as like we were like that, annoyed I mean, then too. Yeah. I immediately went 2017 is the last year that we've had from start to finish an enjoyable season. And then even in 2017, Katie got hurt towards the end of the year. And they made a run, but it was like a bummer in the in the moment because we didn't know if KD was going to come back. But right. 2018, Steph was on a was on a heater early in the season and got hurt, and then he got hurt before the playoffs. Um, 2019, he was hurt again, and we had just bad vibes because KD was obviously leaving. 2020 was bad vibes because everybody was hurt. 2021, Clay, and they were just ass. 2022, great vibes to start, <laughs> and then Dre gets hurt bad vibes Steph gets her bad vibes and then they win a yep. championship so it made it, it made it all worth it but now this year has just been good win terrible loss two good wins in a row three terrible losses right and <laughs> so just some consistency would be great a nice stretch where they can you know win at an 80 percent clip for a good stretch of games would be great um 
yeah, I'm 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 looking towards the end of this road trip. Like from that point to the rest of the season, I'm I'm hoping it's great vibes, and they and they you know do what they're supposed to do because really, after this game, I'm thinking like, look, you force Giannis to shoot 15 jump shots, and he don't make none. I'm I'm living with those results, right? Right. He's gonna get his free throw attempts. He's gonna get his rim attempts. I don't. I can't see Bobby Portis averaging 25 against us. Um, Brooke Lopez no. was on a heater early in the game. Um, guys were really here though this year, Brooke. Yeah, Brooke. They got a drug test. They got a drug test, Brooke. I'm not gonna lie. He's completely changed his game. <laughs> like he's obviously um, been a good player for the Bucks, but to go from where he was early in his career to where he is now, and he's seeming to get better after having a back surgery, it's crazy. Like, so shout out to Brooke because. Yeah, he might be he might be the deep boy. I think Jaron Jackson is making a strong claim for that um as well. But yeah, Brooks been balling. He had a dominant game tonight. He was really the the main reason they were up so much uh I think him and Bobby Portis, but yeah, I feel pretty confident if the Warriors do what they're supposed to do with the roster, they can beat anybody. Um they just got to got to go out and do it. Just can't hold on to things they shouldn't be holding on to. One thing we didn't talk about, we didn't really kind of get into so much like the individual players tonight. I don't really want to like go through all of them. We touched on them a little bit, but like two things I like I Andrew Wiggins was out and I think his loss was like noticeable. But there are some there were those who would say like, Well, but the 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 Bucks were missing, you know, Drew Holiday. But in your opinion, why do you think like the loss of of Wiggins to the Warriors um, is a bigger, I guess it's more meaningful, more impactful than the Bucks not having Drew. Well, when you look at how the Bucks operate, like Drew was their third option on offense, right? And he's kind of up and down with his scoring. Um, he provides some playmaking, but for the most part, they revolve around what Giannis can do. Um, I think. Brooke stepping up and uh, Bobby Porter stepping up offensively because the Warriors are so small, it kind of um, it, it lessens the the impact of what Drew would have brought. I think right, the guys the way they were guarding stuff, Wesley Matthews, Javon Carter, Grayson Allen, they're running them off the line. They're whenever he calls for a screen, even though Brooks in a drop, he's in a high drop, and they're just like they're right on his hip. So they're running them off the line. I don't think Drew would have did anything different than that. Um, and then offensively, they were just running the ball through their bigs because they know Golden State was weak in the front court. Obviously, Drew Holiday is not a big, so they wouldn't have been running a ton of offense through him. If anything, Golden State wants them to run offense through Drew Holiday rather than uh, through their bigs. So when you look at what Wiggins brings, he's an extra shot maker. He's been our second best shot maker all season. They definitely needed some shot making today. Jordan and Clay just didn't have it. Um, they needed just more athletic bodies in there to throw – into the paint with Giannis to mix it up, um, play in transition, um, take some more shots at the rim to challenge Brooke Lopez, potentially get him in foul trouble, um, stress the floor a little bit more, provide more defensive pressure on perimeter players like Chris Middleton and stuff like that. So I think Wiggins just plugs a lot more holes for Golden State in this particular matchup than Drew Holiday does, even though Drew is really good at what he does. Mm-hmm. I don't think anything that he would have done was missing from the Bucks today. They they got good contributions from everybody else that stepped up, whereas the Warriors, 
couldn't replace Wiggins' production today from their guys. So if you add Drew back in, you're just getting more of the same. Whereas, like, with right. Andrew, you get missing that you didn't have. Exactly. You're missing your second best offensive player at this point with, with Andrew. And then with the Bucks, you potentially can add Drew back into the mix and then his inconsistency on offense could end up being a positive for the Warriors, right, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, much, much bigger loss, in my opinion, for the Warriors not to have Wiggins than Drew Holiday been missing for the Bucks. And with that, having – because, I mean, Clay was there or whatever. Not whatever. <laughs> I swear I'm so annoyed by them, Justin. Clay was there tonight. But um, do you think that, like, also, because you said, like, you know, Andrew's, like, their second best, so offensive player. Um, I think we talked about this a little bit last episode about whether he's actually their second best player, but we think he's either a two-way or two-B. So, um, but would him have been, like him being there tonight, if he would have been there, would have helped to like free up Steph a little bit too, right? Because I mean, they would have had someone else that they would have had to focus on. Exactly, exactly. Somebody else that's just slashing, can hit threes when he's open. So when Steph does get, drawing multiple defenders, the ball can hit Wiggs and he'll be able to hit a shot or do something with it. Um, Milwaukee was just completely ignoring Dre and Looney all night, like sagging off him completely in the paint. But if, if, if Dre and, and so, but then that like just goes without question then like if, if Dre and or Loon or just if somehow the team could have like offensively, made some shots, done something to make that 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 strategy the Bucks were doing to to mm-hmm. render it ineffective, then it would have just opened up more things, right? So um yeah. but that's the thing. So it's like cause some games this year Dre has been an offensive threat. So like when teams are going to like deploy this strategy against them, he has to be able to do something. Yes. And also, this is where the Otto Porter role has to be filled. A big that can play with both Loon and Draymond and hit the open shots, right? Early in the first half, Lamb was filling that role. Um, He hit two threes and the Warriors went on a run because you can't just completely sag off of the other team's four. Um, And at the same time, like, it's just a tough matchup for Loon and Draymond. It's too much length, too much athleticism. Um, usually when they have good scoring games, it's against slower bigs that can't really get the, can't match Draymond's speed or, um, smaller teams like Boston where Looney can get a bunch of, uh, offensive rebounds and put it back. That's not available to them against Milwaukee, right? Giannis is one of the most athletic players in the league. Um, so the whole Draymond scoring thing is just probably not going to happen against the Bucks and Looney only shots that he's going to have available to him are those midi pull-ups that. They're literally desperation shots. He can't get anything at the rim. Even when he gets the offensive rebound, pump fake, pump fake, pump fake, Brooke is going to stay down and just block it whenever he tries to go up. So that's just a a bad matchup for them scoring-wise. And this is where a guy like, I hate to keep bringing him up, a guy like Otto would be huge because he can stretch the floor. And when they pack the paint, you can just kick it out to him and he'll be able to knock shots down or at least be a threat to the point where he can do a handoff and the other team has to respect him. And it'll get guys like Jordan and Steph more space when they come off of his handoffs. So they got to find that guy. Maybe it's Kelly Olenek. 
something like that. PJ Washington, bigger body that can guard bigs, but also shoot. You know, they just got to get somebody because if they don't, it's going to look like this against Milwaukee. It might look like this against Memphis. Uh, these teams with these big front courts of guys that can protect the rim, they're just going to sag off. So, uh, yeah, super important to get to fill that role. Um, Otto Porter just went out for like a month or something like that with injury. It may not be a month, but like something with his it's toe. A month, yeah. It's a month. Yeah, you know, that's mm-hmm. why it's like so, you know, um, Sam from Light Years podcast had made a point. I don't think it was on his pod that he may have said it on his pod too, but um, I'm pretty sure it was like a tweet I saw. Um, no, maybe it was on the podcast. And I don't even know if it was like this year, but he's just like, in talking about Otto and what are you keeping? He's like, sometimes you just kind of think like, maybe you let a guy like Otto go. Cause like the fact that we kind of got like one pretty good year out of him, you know, like, you may not really be lucky enough to get like another year. And that's like when, when everyone goes so crazy about auto and GP, I'm like, I get it. If we got those same exact versions, but like, right. That was my thing with auto. I'm just like, at least that's one of the things I thought with your Michael, at least I'm like, he won't need to be maintained like auto auto, but he just sucks. But that was one of the things because auto <laughs> does need to be maintained and he can't, you know, like he just can't, be consistent for you. I mean, because we maintained him. He didn't play back-to-backs. And because that's part of earning like that little bigger salary, right? Like you're expected to do a little bit more. And that's why I said like not every team can like afford to maintain Otto like the way the Warriors did. They didn't play him back-to-backs. There were some times he still got like a little injured with us, you know? And then Mm -hmm. like GP2, I felt the same way. I'm just like, I don't know. This guy's like, you know, he's a beast, but he's also... I don't know, not that durable. So it's just like, it was like, to me, it was like, I don't like not paying them because you're being cheap. I don't like that. But I was also okay with the decisions because to me, those guys are asterisks in terms of like their health and durability. For sure, for sure. And I think at this point, you, when, when people bring them up, they're more so talking about just the roles that they were able to fill and the the lineup versatility that they provided for the team. Um, I, think I think if the you biggest mistake, them up, that's what you think. There are still some people, yeah, like true. I saw people on the TL, like if we had them, the record would be different. How? They haven't fucking played. Like, what are you talking about? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, I, no, I, I understand that everybody loves to believe that our team, you know, med staff is going to keep them healthy and all the others apparently cannot, but like, bro, like these dudes are not that durable. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. And I think, I mean, I think overall the biggest mistake that Golden State front office made this off season beyond letting guys walk was just not replacing their skill sets in a way that made sense. If that makes sense. Right. They, they um they open the door for the young guys to step into those roles, right? But the young guys don't have direct like their skill sets don't match up directly to those guys who provide such value to a championship team, right? There is no auto on the young guys, right? So essentially you're like, okay, we don't have auto, but we got we got James. And I think the thought process behind that was okay, but you're running a very risky plan there. 
even if it does go correctly and he and he's a, a good impactful player for you, it's not the same type of impact as Otto, right? You got to sw- switch up how you play, essentially. So now you don't have anybody to fall back on. And then not only do you lose Otto, you lose Belly as well, who obviously is not even in the NBA anymore. He went to, oh, he went back overseas. But the, the, the value that they brought was they were stretch bigs that you can play next to Draymond. You can play Otto next to Draymond and Looney. Um, and that's huge. It provided a lot of space for guys like GP2 to operate and, and cut. It provided a lot of space for just Steph and Draymond in general and all these guys. Um, and now that's completely lost. We see the opposite of that spectrum with JMG and, and, and Lamb has provided a little bit of spacing, but he's not a spacer. Like teams don't guard him that way. And, and Wiseman's obviously not even used on the perimeter. So you see how stifling it can be when you don't have a big that can shoot. Um, and I think that's where the issues for this, for the season that they start and they are going to finish if they don't, um, change it or do something about it. So, yeah, hopefully they can bring in two players. Honestly, they can bring in two. You think they need two? Cause I keep saying, I think it's just one guy that they need. To I think it's just one guy. I think it's just one guy, but if they bring in two, then I would feel extremely confident about them repeating. Right. Cause like I said, Otto and belly provided that stretch big value um and at least in a regular season that goes a long way and then i mean belly had a good moment in the finals right like he had good moments in the playoffs um he <laughs> you okay. know like at the, at the end of, at so the y'all end day, tell me <laughs> i mean but at the end of the day whether or not he was like a world beater or not he stretched the floor and he just allowed the warriors to do to other do, things he makes yeah. it much yeah, I get it. it makes it much easier for for other guys like Draymond and GP two and all these other guys to to have their skill sets on full display. So, and that's a really good point. I mean, you always make really good points, but it's a really good point because I think I tend to focus a lot on like what Belly himself did, and so like some of the stupid like playmaking stuff he try and the passes and missing right. the and I would look at that but not really thinking about just like what him being on the floor offered. Right. And so um, that's a really insightful point because I'm like, he sucked, but even if he didn't actually do great things, his presence alone did great things. And so um, For sure. you finally convinced me. Cause you know, I've been like that. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you did yeah. it, Justin. Yeah. If you look at like Otto's playoff numbers, I'm sure they won't jump off the page. But there were moments where everybody in the fan base was like, yo, Otto's out. I know Otto's good. It wasn't a numbers thing. He's good. For sure. Yeah. So Belly, D Lee, these other people (laughs) y'all tried to sell me on. I wasn't hearing it. And I'm still not hearing it for for, for Damian Lee. But I am now more convinced when it comes to, to Belly. Yes. Yeah, at this point in the season, D Lee's magic would have run out. You know how D Lee does. But exactly. And Juan wasn't a, really doing much either. He's hurt this year too, yeah. isn't he? I'm not sure. Or I think he was for a little bit, but I see the Lakers fans like, what does this guy do? Like they like they're like overwatching. <laughs> yeah, Juan's definitely one of those guys that's like the Warriors make him look made him look a little bit better than he actually is, or at least he just doesn't fit with the Lakers for sure. Um but yeah, they were good vibes, guys, too, though. That's the they were locker room guys, you know. But some of the some of the young guys starting to pick that up though. 
Kaminga, yeah. maybe because he's playing now, but he's been he's been hype on the bench. Yeah, yeah. Moody, man, Moody. I'm, I feel bad for Moody though. I do too. I feel bad for Moody. I feel like his confidence at this point is shy. You, Moody, sending positive vibes to you. Yeah, he don't look very confident in this game right now. No, um, they should have just sent him to the G League. If they were going to do this, they should have just sent him back to the G League. To be honest, he would have averaged forty, but still, he at least be. You know, getting reps, keeping his confidence high, but now he's getting DMPs when he does play. He's scared to shoot now. Um, yeah, it's just it's just bad. So sending sending good vibes to Moody. For real, all the vibes to Moody. All right, let's break here, and um, we'll come back and just do a quick preview of some of the upcoming games. It's Golden Spaces. Odyssey, Nat and Justin, be right back. You are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up? Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. The vibes are getting a little better. They're not where they need to be. They're most certainly not immaculate, but they're a little better. They're a little better. So we're going to look ahead. We're going to put this bullshit game tonight behind us (laughs) every time we do something we're like okay the warriors are going to turn over a new leaf starting now so justin let's hope they have some desire to get indy back (laughs) for embarrassing them at home and uh yeah indy's the next game yeah hopefully steph sees nimhard and his nightmares tonight and he's got Red in his eyes going into that game looking for revenge because that was just that was sad what he did to them. Uh, yeah, I just Steph seems so checked out during that game. I really just chalked that up to like nothing, but um, right. like at, at least like tonight, like I can really tell, like he was just like, uh, whatever. But tonight, you can tell they wanted this to be like a more competitive game, and like the Bucks frustrated them, they did, yeah. Um, they went back to that twenty, the twenty twenty one defense on the Warriors. Everybody played where they just did not guard any of their bigs, and they were just like, "We run a Steph and everybody else off the line, and we just not going to guard anybody else." And the Warriors were like, "Shit, we don't really got a an answer for this right now." Right. But Wiggins helps with that. So all right, so I mean, it's a back to back. But we know Kerr rest the guys early. He waved the white flag early. So um, they got Indy. The big game, though, that's coming up really is Philly, which is the game after Indiana. But they need to win both of those games. So, um, and then after the Philly, the, the remaining three games on the road trip are Toronto, New York, Brooklyn. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're going to maybe lose one more game during this road trip and they win three games. That would be amazing. I just don't know which um, one. I would love it if they win the next four, 
but I just, I don't know. I, I, they don't give me confidence right now to do that. That's the the whole thing. Like these are all very winnable games. I think they're clearly better than all of these teams, but on the road, back to backs, they've been disappointing um, in these type of situations. So you never know, but I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna say three wins out of the next was is five games left, right? Four on the road, just four. They, oh, five. Nah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, oh, yeah. so. So you're calling okay. four wins and one loss. Four wins and one loss. Yeah. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. But like I said, I got to see it first. If they smack Indy, then it's like, all right, I, I can, I can see uh, making some noise. I know because Philly, I don't think we're a good matchup for Philly. They're going to put, you know, somebody on Harden. Harden's going to fold, you know. If Embiid is going to score 60 on us, which, uh, I mean, I don't know if he's going to, then it's going to be tough. But I don't think anybody else in their team is really, really going to hurt us, and I don't want to jinx it, but that's just how I feel about that matchup. Toronto has been in the dumps kind of all season, even they though they, have. you know, have you been watching? Because, I mean, they're talking crazy about Scotty Barnes over there. And I haven't had a chance to watch closely, but, like, people are like, is this a sophomore slump? Like, this is, like, way worse than, like, anything we've ever seen with him. In terms of, like, yeah, a player know. like that, you know, he's rookie of the year. And then, like, he's just not having – he's having a very bad season. Yeah, I haven't watched a ton of Toronto this year, so I don't know what's really going on with him. But the vibes are bad in Toronto. I think did they lose tonight? No, they lost to Orlando the other night. Um, and yeah, I, I guess think Fred Van Vliet has been struggling too, from what I've seen. So I, I have to find kind of see what's going on with Toronto. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, they really honestly they need to be indie to make up for like the other game, and they're supposed to beat Toronto and supposed to beat New York. So your biggest challenges are the Sixers and Brooklyn, and not because those teams are necessarily better, but just because both of those teams have stars. Right. Right. Yeah, I think just we're, we're just flat out better than Indy, Toronto, and New York, and I think we are a bad matchup for Philly and Brooklyn. So Brooklyn's been playing really better, serious, though. They've been playing better, but at, similar to Boston, it's like the Warriors will force them into a game that is not advantageous to them, I think. Um, just based on how we how we play them defensively, and then offensively, I could see us like you know Looney having the same type of impact on the offensive glass, and you know they don't have anybody to check Steph like so. Do you think? But it's Kerr, on the road. Do you think Kerr saves Clay for Brooklyn? And Probably. I hope so. Okay, we have we really have no clue. So this is like. Purely us just guessing. Yeah. Hopefully Wiggins misses his last game in Indy and he's ready for the rest of these games on a road trip. Because uh, it'll be tough. It'd definitely be much tougher without him. But, but how much time has it been? When? What was the first game he missed? It was the Utah game? That was the first game Wiggins missed, was Indiana. right? Oh, he it didn't play Indiana, in Indiana right? either? Yeah, when they played in the end, I don't think he played. I'm looking real quick right now. You're right. He did not play. 
Last game he played, he, he wasn't a DMP. Points. Why don't I see him on the DMP list? He didn't play, but I Not just sure. don't. Huh? I'm not sure. Anyway, but he, yeah, I mean, he's not showing here as having played. So, um, so that would be a week and a half. Are you saying like back for Philly or are you saying back for Toronto? Either I feel one. like knowing this team, he's not going to be back before the next game. That's what I think. Yeah, that will mean he's just going to miss the entire road trip. And I don't know. I feel like they would have just kept him in. You know what I mean? They wouldn't have brought him on a road trip if they felt That's like he true. wouldn't be able to play. Anymore. But I mean, he would still have two games to play. I know it's not most of it, but. If he's back from New York. Oh, you're talking about like he would just play those two games in New York. New York and Brooklyn. And that's, yeah. Right. We'll see. He's going to be reevaluated after yeah. Indy. So hopefully we get Wiggs back during this road trip. Um, we want four and one, but we think it's going to be three and two. Are we unified on that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those back-to-backs are tough for this team. I just saw a video that says Seeker says he doesn't know who's going to play tomorrow. Uh, so... <laughs> this guy I think I think they're playing though I think Steph is gonna like be like nah fuck that we're playing yeah I'm waiting on Steph to just be like yo I'm he's already done team. that with one game this year like I'll be playing tomorrow they didn't win the game or did they win that was was that the Orlando game I don't think they won that's the one they lost by like a bolt like right do you remember when he did that though yeah yep he was determined to go to get at least one win on that road trip, and they did not get one. Worst teams in the league. Sad, 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 sad. They can write the wrong. They can write the ship, though. They went four out of these next five. That would be huge momentum boost going to an eight-game home stretch. They can win about six or seven of those uh, home games. And then, yeah, that would be – the vibes would be immaculate again. But – We'll see. We'll see. Well, guys, we'll be back. You get this tomorrow ahead of the game. We're going to be back again recording after the game, and then we'll be taking a little break, so you're not going to hear from us after the Sixers game. Um, but we'll talk about it. You're just not going to get a pod right after that that game. So I know you'll be distraught and sad, and we're very sorry to do that <laughs> to you. But that game is on a Friday night. And uh, Justin and I got plans. <laughs> Not together, but we got plans. <laughs> don't we get no ideas. We don't even live near each other. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, but we'll be back tomorrow night for Indy. So, we hope you enjoy this show. I know we try to, like, bring vibes and uplift you guys, but we're sort of annoyed. So, if y'all are feeling annoyed, we're feeling annoyed, too. But... Let it just be said that, like, I still think this team is making it back to the finals. So, I haven't, I haven't been moved from that that point of view. What about you, Justin? No, not moved. At this very point in time, I think they're getting back to the finals. If they see Boston, I think they'll win again. But they need to make some changes if they want to see Milwaukee. Yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> Milwaukee's a little bit too too much on the interior for them to run out this yes. one court and beat them four times. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> We're on the same page. All right. He explains it eloquently. I explain it the way that I do, but together you get golden faces. <laughs> <laughs> the way that I do. Not as eloquent. No word, just no word perfectly describes it. <laughs> <laughs> That's your assignment to think of the word. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I'll come up with something. All right. All right, y'all. So next time, thanks for tuning in. We definitely appreciate the support. Download, subscribe, follow. You know the drill. We appreciate y'all. Tomorrow night, we're back. Take care. <laughs>